0: All right, it's the old General David Mills, and it's time for another podcast, and it's the General's Wake-Up Call. Uh, Today, I'm I'm very fortunate to be in the home of uh, Kelly and uh, Cindy Davidson, and the reason I'm here um, is Kelly uh, and Cindy went through a pretty traumatic experience last year, Uh, very um, Well, let's, you know, we're just going to cut right to the chase. Uh, Throat cancer. Yeah. That's basically what it was. And uh, the survival rate is not good. And you're one of the very fortunate ones. I am, yeah. Um, So, let's start at the beginning. I want to, how did you discover that you had it? Let's start, let's just, let's just start from the very beginning.
1: Well, uh, back last December, I, uh, so December of 2018, so... I um, had a sore throat, had an earache, and it just would not go away. I also had a um, lump in my throat.
0: We and, got dogs playing, and that's what's going yeah. on back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after I uh, didn't get rid of the earache, Cindy set me up an appointment with our uh, family doctor. Went in there, and um, he checked their, everything out. And he said, "Well, Kelly, you know you do have a lump here on your throat." and We Probably do a CT scan and did,
0: did you did you feel did you could you tell there was a lump yeah. there before,
1: prior? Yeah, prior to that, I mean, it always you know whenever I would shave or anything, I'd always feel that the lump was there. Uh, the dentist had felt it before, and he'd tell me that it just felt like a swollen lymph node, and it would come and go. And uh, but probably about that time, it was a little Getting more bigger. prevalent. Yeah,
0: and so. <clears throat> Well, well I, I I know you. So, I I don't remember. It wasn't noticeable unless you said something about it. And yeah. then, man, it, it was extremely noticeable. Yep. Yeah. So
1: after yeah after pointing it out in a, you know in pictures and you know just talking with other people, they're like, yeah, I guess you can see see the difference in this side of your neck versus the other side of my neck. And so anyway, we had a CT scan on a Thursday morning, and actually, the doctor called me that afternoon and gave me the ner- the news that you know it wasn't good that I had multiple uh, H- lesions throughout my neck and actually uh, through both sides of my neck. And then they called them lesions, yeah, they called them lesions. Not and that's what the doctors in MD Anderson called them too, is that it was just a lesion. Lesions, and uh, so went and had it biopsied with uh, Doctor Wilkie, the ear, nose, and throat doctor here in Farmington. In Farmington, and uh, and sure enough, turned out to be a uh, cancer. Um, started in my on my tongue, went to my tonsil, or maybe it was vice versa. Anyway. And then it spread throughout my whole neck, and so um, because it was on both sides of my neck, they just they decided it they determined it was uh, stage two cancer, and uh, we started treatments. Started. Uh... All
0: right, I I want to I want I want to back up, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and if, and I'm going to tell you, Kelly, if you don't if you don't want to talk about it, we'll we'll we'll, we'll delete it. All we right. have company. Yep. All right. Well, I'll, I'll set you up to... I'm going to pause it now, Willie. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we... Uh, the food dinner's here, so we're going to eat and chat. Um, I'm very lucky. Thank you for allowing me to come into your home to do this. You bet. You bet. Uh, And, you know, Kelly, we were just getting started. I want to go further. I'm going to let you take that bite because I'm going to talk a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I could tell you. Um, I want to go... Be- because we do have history, I, w- I want to go. I-, I know exactly, you know, when you've been ill and when all that all that stuff started taking place. But I want to go back further, and I want to start with because um, it was just a uh, few years ago that you. Uh, I-, I think that's when I when I really when I started getting involved. Was you had a kidney? Uh, yeah, you lost a kidney.
1: Yeah, so back in. Uh Oh Mark February March two thousand twelve. Uh actually February twenty ninth of two thousand twelve I had uh, appendicitis and
2: you tell
1: me the story. Just a story about it. Yeah, so oh yeah, I'm not
0: gonna go into that. <laughs> Cindy <laughs> did not want to take me to the hospital
1: because <laughs> she didn't think I hadn't ate enough bacon that day and
0: I've heard that story. <laughs> anyway, I uh so she thought it was indigestion. Yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> you know, Not enough
1: breakfast meeting, and so I come home and have her take me to the hospital instead of just urgent care, because by that time I was in pretty bad pain, because she had to get ready for the day, (laughs) and uh, so we get to the hospital, and sure enough, they give me some morphine, having appendicitis, and, uh, but during the CT scan, they found a little spot on my kidney, on my left kidney, and we thought it was a cyst, or that's what the doctors had said. And then it was like the next Monday or Tuesday we went to talk to the, the urologist and he just flat out said, Well I think the best option is just to remove the kidney. And I was like, What? What? Remove the kidney? I mean for a cyst? He goes, Oh no, you have cancer. And that's really
0: how they told us. Okay, but let me let's let's at that time, uh you were you were chewing tobacco, weren't mm-hmm. you? heavily
1: yeah i was heavy heavily chewing copenhagen i chewed strong stuff yeah chewed copenhagen that's all i chewed and i chewed it for 27 years a lot of heart and soul put into that (laughs) (laughs) but now i uh and i and at the time i was chewing about a can and a half a day and so it was a i mean a lot of a lot of tobacco tobacco use so on uh after talking to the doctor and finding out that I had kidney cancer, we decided to get a second opinion and went to Durango, to the oncologist in Durango, and she was pretty blunt. She just said, well, you know, yeah, you have kidney cancer, and it's definitely a tumor, um, and you can either have, it, have the kidney removed and quit chewing and uh, probably be, you know, Okay. To live a long life or you can continue to chew, still have the kidney removed, and you're probably gonna, you know, basically die because you're gonna continue chewing and that's the cause of, you know, most cancers is through tobacco and and most people think that, you know, you're gonna get lip cancer or mouth cancer by chewing tobacco, but that tobacco will go anywhere. I mean that I don't know what it is about tobacco or Anything, but you don't just get mouth cancer, you get cancer everywhere. And so, so in 2012, I had my kidney removed and, and stopped chewing cold turkey. Um, matter of fact, we still have the can with a little bit of chew still left in it um, from 2012.
0: As a memorabilia? Yeah, as a,
2: yeah, a memorabilia. His, uh, his last dip before he went in yeah, for surgery.
1: Yeah, I took my last chew out midnight before my surgery. And had surgery at 7 o'clock in the morning.
0: And that was it well I know it's hard I mean tobacco was so addicting in, in, in any yeah. form I, I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day oh man um, and it was my that was my Achilles heel was the, was the cigarettes and when I quit smoking is when I gained the majority of my weight I mean I probably put on 100 pounds and oh, yeah. I think the same thing happened. same, same
1: well. with me I went from probably 220 pounds to over 300 pounds and two years, just because I wasn't chewing. Wow. Food
0: tasted so much better, yep. though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah food, food was delicious, <laughs> then. Yeah. Food really yep. gets good. Yep. You so, get the tobacco that stuff off your tongue. Yep. The smoke added the, the film to my tongue. I'm sure it deadened my oh, yeah. taste buds and, and the t- and the chewing tobacco, I know. Because I did that, too. I, I did that when I was younger, when right. I was a kid. Skull and you know, oh, yeah, and all that kind
1: of. And I tried skull, but it was just always not strong me enough. Heart- <laughs> well, it wasn't strong enough, and it gave me heartburn.
0: That oh, winter that, green, that winter green, yeah. You know, my grandmother Lily snuff. I don't know if Cindy ever met Lily or not, but she, um, she did snuff mm. in the can, and mm-hmm. I can remember her, you know, powdered snuff. Have you, yep. ever, did you ever try that? I've tried it, yeah. Oh. It was so nasty. I mean, it was so nasty. And she kept a little spit can with her at all times, you know. And the grandkids would get in trouble if they tip that it. spit yeah. can over. Yeah. But let's, let's, speaking of a spit can, um, my guess is you probably uh, didn't spit a lot when you chewed tobacco, did you?
1: Uh, no, I was a little bit of both. You know, Mainly chewed or swallowed, but did spit from time to time. Yeah. So you got because, that in your
0: system throughout when you
1: did Yeah, because when I was in the military, I mean... You just put a dip in and nobody knows you got it in and you just learn to swallow it. Navy man, right? Yep. We'll, we'll give you a little In plug. the Navy. Yeah,
0: yep. Navy for 10 years. So. Oh, I didn't know you were in that long, long time. Mm-hmm.
1: And you got a son there now. I have a son that's in the Navy now and believe it or not, he chews. Try and to you've get, told him, right? Yep, try yep. to get him to quit. A lot of my kids chew or smoke and I'm like you guys know what happened to me. and But it's always got to be something that Makes you want to quit. I mean, I would have chewed forever if I had never got cancer. Because I enjoyed it.
0: Sure. And people do enjoy it, so... Well, yeah, they sell millions of dollars worth of it. <laughs> yeah. The tobacco companies, though, now are having to pay a little price for that. They are. They're getting sued and Might and have, winning. Man, I try trying to get my little share of that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Might not hurt. All right, so... But. Uh, we're, we're just at the kidney part now.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and so... I'd actually, you know, I had cancer, kidney cancer back in 2012. Got a clean bill of health. Went five years of uh, having uh, CT scans once a year.
2: Yeah, but and the, the deal with the kidney cancer is, it was just a surgery deal. He just went right. in, had, had the kidney removed. We were done. We didn't have to go through chemo. We didn't have to do radiation. Right. So we were kind of naive, I think, as to, I mean... We knew he had cancer, but we didn't really, like, felt like he had cancer, right. I guess. Because you didn't have to really go through the effects of what it really does to not only him, but, you know, to the caregiver, the family. So we were pretty, I guess, fortunate the first time around. It if was you just, want to call it that, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just, just go in. It was a surgery. They took it out. Um, and we didn't think anything of it. just went on kind of about our lives, and then, bam. Yep. It surfaces again.
0: So two, that was two years later? No, it was, it was so
1: 2012 and then 2017. Oh, wow. 18. 18. 2018, I found out I had the throat cancer, but in 2017, I'd gotten my five
0: year clean bill of health.
2: Yeah, so six years later. He,
1: and so six and a half years so later.
0: You, you'd already quit chewing that length of yeah, time. Yeah. I'd put you So under, it's not like cigarette smoking then, this tobacco, because cigarette smoking, your lungs will clear up. If you're off of it for a length of time, now I don't know about blood system. I haven't had any trouble, but right. you know who knows. I mean, other than weight issues, that's all I've had. So we're, we fast forward five years, then almost six, six years. Six years. Yeah, six years. I didn't realize it was that far apart. Yeah, six yep. years.
1: Yeah, I've gotten. I mean, it would, I was considered cancer free. And, and you yep, had not been, been chewing? Five five years, that job. Job. No, yep, hadn't been chewing. had not been. I mean, just living a clean life. <laughs> Oh, no. as clean <laughs> as i could <laughs> as clean as i could you know but yeah i got you <laughs> uh you know and, I, and then tobacco free you know, life, tobacco free life i should say yeah there we yeah. go and then uh yeah and then in december of december january 2018-19 here, here comes the throat cancer
2: we'll be back after a quick break
1: Traeger's Bar prides itself in bringing together positive people and sophisticated spirits a truly welcoming group with New Mexico roots, locally owned and operated Traeger's offers specialty drinks classic libations, domestic and craft beers, wine and cocktails and for folks feeling a tad peckish, the doghouse is right off the patio with hot dogs, wings, nachos and much more located at 5170 College Boulevard in Farmington, their website is traegersbar.com
0: I, yeah, I, I rem- I'm I remember it almost like it was yesterday. I mean, it yeah. was... Uh, and, and, and thankful that your wife kept me up to date. I mean, I you know, I prayed about you, worried for you too as well. But there is... N- I don't know... I don't... I don't, I don't know... Because I know what hardship she was going through yeah. watching you freaking degenerate. Yeah. I mean, basically... You were wasting away to nothing. I remember seeing you too a couple of times. Yeah. Thinking, yeah, so. I dropped uh, probably 70, 75 pounds in a matter of what, like six
1: weeks.
2: It was quick. Yeah, it was super quick.
0: Well, and the other thing too is I noticed, and we're gonna I'm gonna talk about the treatments and stuff because I know that there were four or five of you that did it at the same time. Was that one, if, I under, if I remember well,
2: correctly? Well, there was
1: there was a few of us. Um, two of us had throat cancer, or maybe it was three of us.
2: It's a real bad gym membership that you don't want yeah. to be part of, basically. Oh, yeah? Either? I mean, that's... That a good point. Yeah, that's kind of what it is, because everybody's slotted at certain times for their treatments, and so you just become um, kind of ingrained in these people's lives, because you, you're all just sitting there in the waiting room waiting to be called back. So, I mean, there's people that have treatments all day long, but the people, you know, the five people that were around our window time... Um, you know they become like family you know cuz you're all going through the same thing because it kind of, the world kind of stops when you're going through mm-hmm. this you're kind of like on the outside looking in and you're like in this bubble you're like in this cancer bubble and it's so unique and so i mean it's it, you you meet a lot of great people the support system i mean all that kind of stuff but then there's the down slide to it as well where you know, things get real bad at some point.
0: Well, I, I, if I if I remember correctly, one of the gentlemen that I, I thought had throat cancer uh, did not make it. No, it, he had
2: no esophagus.
1: Yeah, esophagus had esophagus cancer, but just a little bit deeper down. Had a tumor, and he had gone through all his treatments, and he had actually rang the bell and had surgery done, and it was just uh, probably within a couple of weeks of that complications of the surgery and and uh he passed away yep
2: and he was 50
1: 56 years young, old, man. young yeah.
2: man Yep. A, few a little years. bit older than
1: me but yeah yep, he didn't so i mean it's it's a unforgiving disease unfortunately
0: and well i a, d- i know that i kind of looked into it when when you got it and i know mm-hmm. there's it doesn't have a very high survivor rate you you are pretty fortunate.
1: well the, i was fortunate because actually one strand of the cancer that I had was uh, very curable um, through radiation. And so uh, that was a high percentage rate of cure rate. There's still the side effects of of the treatments that can, you know, chemo and radiation. I mean, you're 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 poisoning, yeah, you're poisoning your body with chemo to keep the cancer from spreading. And then you're doing radiation to kill the Cancer that's, cancer that's in your throat and um they call it um i can't think what it's called right now but I'll, it'll come to me but they uh sterilized the throat with the radiation is what they did really yeah that's what they call it sterilizing the throat
2: but the it's more area. like uh burning it to a crisp But yeah yeah, I guess As that's a, the medical term is sterilizing, but basically, they're frying his throat. I mean, they're frying it from the inside well, out. That's what radiation is. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's just, it's frying him, um, because his neck um, looked like he had, like, a horrible sunburn. Um, the further he got into treatments, his neck was super, super red. It was peeling, uh, raw. Yeah, I remember
0: you sent me pictures of that. He had blisters. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to get, I'm going to check my phone to see, but I'd like to post those pictures, too. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, That's fine with me. Um, One of the ones that got to me the most, in all honesty, and and I I, I know you really don't have a choice, but uh, the picture of you and the, uh, what was that thing, that mesh? Oh, with that my they, mesh mask, yeah, to, that helps you your head in, in place. Yeah, that
2: That's me pretty intense. stable.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you know they're going around my whole
1: neck with radiation. Pinpointing the radiation, Pin-pointing and you move, and yeah,
2: yeah. And it starts at the top of his head, and it fit all the way down to his shoulders. And they, they mold that. To, I mean, you, we special we, made. Yeah. yeah, right. You go in for a you go in for an appointment just to have him fitted for that, and. Um, they had to redo it because what they do is there's just this big um, hotbed of of water, and they soak this this big piece of it's like hard mesh in there, and it's just really loose. And it takes two or three guys. He's laying on a table. It takes two or three guys. They carry it over. Oh gosh. They flatten it on him, and then yep. the doctor is in this room with me, and he's looking at all these computer screens to look at how it's fit all through his neck and on his head and through his nose and his shoulders. To make sure it's tight. To make sure that it's comfortable. And he said, no, we've we've got to redo it. So they take that off and they go dump it back, dunk it back in that water, bring it out, and then it just forms. to his body. Was it hot?
1: It was warm. It was warm, but they they have to do that mesh because then it it works like a grid. The mesh works like a grid around your neck so then they can pinpoint it off of the That's what it
0: looked like. Computer,
1: yep.
2: Yeah, but probably the most horrific part of that. I mean, you know, a lot of people have anxiety or get claustrophobic because yeah. they they lay him on a table and they literally bolted that mesh mask. They bolted that down to a table so he would have to lay there still and couldn't move. And so they prescribe like some anxiety medication. To yep. um, so help. Well, yeah, it yeah, helps relax pretty, you. It's pretty intense.
0: So, so your head's bolted to the table. Yeah. Basically what it amounts to. Now, let me ask you this. Because I've, I've done those scans, you know, where they do the brain scan and stuff. Mm. You're not supposed to move. They have you kind of tight. Nothing like that. No. Um, can you, are you Are you okay to kind of shift your body underneath that? No, I, no, you have to leave, you can
1: shift your legs. You can move your legs around, but your upper body has to stay. For, guess, how, for right. how long at a time? Well, so, mine was a while
2: his was his is one of the longer. Mine was treatments. yeah one of
1: the longer treatments because they had to
2: do both sides.
1: Yeah, radiate the whole neck. But, so mine was um, from start to finish was about fourteen minutes.
2: But tell him when you'd go in. We'll be back after a quick break. Is your to-do list too much of a load? Is your business piling up? Well, you're in luck. Have you heard the scoop on the poop group? Whether it's poop stool, duty dump, whatever happens at your dog's rump, we'll take care of it. We are Farmington's one and only poop scooper. We provide weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly pet waste removal services. Call or text 505-330-0081 to schedule your poop scooping today. Don't be fickle with your fecal matter. Call the poop group where your dog's business is our business. You started to do because he had radiation for seven weeks, Monday through Friday. He had it every day. No, five days. Five days days a week. Yeah, five days a week for seven weeks. Um, and you would start to count the. What did you say? You would count the, the beams, or you would count the.
1: I'd count the number of times that it would the machine machine. would generate. You could hear it. You could hear it.
2: And he would do that to keep his mind off of getting anxious. And I'd
1: count the seconds in between the time that it. Made a hum to the time that it clicked and then and sometimes some areas would be like 55 seconds and some areas would be like 12 seconds it just depended on what they were and so when they were shooting the left side of my neck where the main tumors were those were like 55 second intervals of radiation and
0: it was long there's a lot could now could you feel the burn with no. the, from the radiation so they had enough Medication or they just spot that it was not.
1: You just don't feel it at the time that it's burning, it's like getting a suntan or a sunburn. Sunburn. Yeah, you just don't feel the sunburn until it's there. Now probably later, probably about week four, it started getting like really red and I could but I still wouldn't feel when the radiation was going in. I wouldn't feel that. But it was the after effect like a bad sunburn, and it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah.
0: What's going through your mind, Cindy, when all this is going down?
2: You know, it was just tough. It was tough to watch him, like you said, go through the this. strong man. He, and yeah, and then he just, um, <clears throat> he went from very active, very involved in the family, you know, with the kids, um, going to games, you know, we'd set up at night, to um, he was just basically – in bed at one point and um just trying to survive and he was losing weight he went um almost 30 days with no food like yep. n- no solid food that was the last time that he I ate any solid that too. Food. They
0: put a uh, they put a feeding tube in
1: didn't they well they, well after yeah. that 30 days they ended up we ended up in the hospital actually and uh they ended up putting a feeding tube in through my nose down into my stomach and we're able to get, I mean, very little food before it'd make me sick. And so we are in the hospital for five days doing that. I remember that. And then, and, and at that time I had to finish up my radiation. So I skipped one day of radiation while I was being admitted into the hospital. That you your chemo.
2: You did radiation, but you didn't do chemo. But remember I
1: skipped one day of radiation and then they came and got me in an oh. ambulance the next day.
2: Yeah, yeah. I oh, remember. Crap. yeah. So basically, what happened was, is he was just—I mean, he was taking in nothing. He was taking in no food. But most people, I—I I, I don't know about most, but a lot of people that have this throat cancer, they—they um, they get nutrition through smoothies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, he—he he wouldn't take any of that. I mean, I bought—I don't know how many smoothies, different—you yeah. oh. know—I bought shakes. You know, my aunt went out and bought me this $200. Um, You know, blender so I could, you know, mix kale and do all this stuff for him. And he wasn't having it. I mean, I couldn't get anything down him at all. And so it got to the point where I was having to take him for hydration almost every day there towards the end. Every day we'd have to go to the chemo center, and that's about anywhere from one to two hour deal to pump him because he had nothing in his body. And then it got to the point where um, he, there was one night that a few nights that he was getting delusional like uh, hallucinating. hallucinating and stuff and i would get in bed because he was already in bed and he would um he would sit up and he would count and he would think people were there and i was like you know he's he's going downhill pretty quick and his parents were happened to be down over that weekend that weekend that was coming and i told his dad i said he's not doing well and his dad said well let me let me go in and talk to him so his dad went back in our bedroom and he came back out and he said, Cindy, you're gonna to have to tell the doctor that they're gonna to need to do something because he didn't even recognize who I was. He didn't even know who his own dad was. So we went into the doctor and they admitted him right away, but they couldn't get a feeding tube in him. No. They were struggling to get a feeding tube in him. And so finally, this nurse was able to get a, an NG tube, like he said, and that's through his nose. And it's a very, very small tube and they were giving him less than ten milliliters. Oh my gosh! And yeah. he would he would throw that up. <laughs> he would throw that up. I mean, it was a very and it was a very small drip, and he would throw it up, and it was it was rough.
0: Do you do you remember any of that? I mean, do you some of it? I don't remember. Like I
1: don't remember my dad coming into the room, and I don't. I do remember the hallucinations um, for the for the most part, but I don't remember my dad coming in and. I do remember the when we got admitted to the hospital because, you know, I was determined to get that NG tube in, and we got it on the first first shot because that lady, that nurse was, you know, she said, if I can't get it the first try, then we're going to have to, I sure, don't you. know what they were going to do, actually.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They were trying to, but because boom. most people can go and have a feeding tube just done like laparoscopically, you know, they can, mm-hmm. and we went two times, and- they couldn't get the tube in because his stomach was so small that they didn't have a big enough target so there was no way that they could do that they couldn't get it in and so basically i mean the doctor here was jumping through the hoops trying to get us yeah to figure out what we could do to get him food
1: yeah so if you have if you have the gastric sleeve done i suggest not getting cancer
0: so. Good idea. But, <laughs> I mean, if you need a feeding tube, a throat you, cancer, yeah. Most, yeah, throat cancer. Yeah, most
2: most cancers. <laughs> I would. I don't think need a feeding tube. <laughs> but but <laughs> cancer of the throat.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Kelly. And I, this is uh, I, was there was there a time in your mind that you were just ready to give up? No, never. No, I. And that's
1: what that is one thing that the doctors had always said, even I mean Dr. Wynn and the nurses was that I always had a positive attitude. No matter how I much I was in the church, yeah, you
0: were
2: smiling. I never heard or... him once nope. feel sorry for himself. I never heard him say, you know, I'm I can't do this. Nothing. No. Never once.
1: And just that you know, that time frame that I wasn't eating or very drinking very little. Um, it was just a rough time. I mean, it was just a, just a time that I you know, I didn't want to give up, I wasn't giving up, but I just didn't, nothing tasted good, the throat hurt so bad that even, you know, a little bit of water was like sandpaper going down my throat.
2: And they prepare you for that. I mean, when you, when you go in to the oncologist and you're getting ready to start treatments, they take you in this room, they show you a video, they give you all these pamphlets, you, you know, ask all the questions that, so I mean, they set you up for this. And they told us right at the beginning, they said, hey, we're not going to pull any punches with you. The type of cancer that he has is um, the success rate is extremely high on this radiation treatment, on the treatment that we're going to go forward with. However, it's one of the worst treatments that you can ever get with cancer because it affects affects your voice box, it affects your eating. I mean, people lose part of their tongue. I mean, he lost one. Of, I mean, he had to have his, a tonsillectomy. At, you know, fifty-one, which is, <laughs> you know, rough. That was. And he didn't rough. like the ice
0: cream afterward either. No, did you? I did not. <laughs> and I, and and I so still they, don't ice cream, like
2: ice cream. And they so. prepare you, and they, and you know, they prepare the caregiver. They're, they say, hey, you know, it's going to get, it's going to be okay for the first few weeks, but then it starts getting really, really rough. They're going to be, you know, super grouchy. They're going to be super, um, you know. Agitated from time to time, and he and it and it's only with the caregiver, you know. Yeah. Um. Because I'm the one that's trying to get him to eat and drink. Right.
0: You're the one that you yeah. know, Cracking the whip. Right.
2: Yeah. It's you know I'm I'm like the bad the bad parent and right. people would come over and help me while I'd go to work, and I would say he needs to at least drink this shake, you know, one shake, and I would come back. His brother, for instance, and I would come back and I would be like, Did he did he drink anything all day? Well, no, I tried to tell him, but he wouldn't drink it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I am. You know what?
1: He said he was fixing to drink it. I'm like, you really. Fixing to. Yeah, that's what he said he's fixing to. I'm
2: like, well, it's nine hours later, and apparently you really suck at this. Yeah, Yeah, so it was frustrating on my part because there was lots of people that wanted to help. But, you know, nobody wanted to be the bad guy with them. You know, like, hey, you need to drink this. Hey, you're going to have to do this. And so that's that's hard.
0: Yeah, I I can I can remember some of the conversations that when I would call and check on him that you and I would have, and I could tell that you know you want to make him as comfortable as possible, but by God, you better start drinking this. Yeah, I
2: I guess it's kind of a good thing that he has throat cancer because I wanted to choke him out a few times, (laughs) but (laughs) I couldn't really. (laughs) But you know they don't tell you the the effects that it has on like your relationship as a couple, Um, you know how that affects your marriage, how that affects your children. Um, That's all just stuff that you learn as you go, and it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's real crazy. Yeah. What it does. Well, and
0: you know, Kelly's a pretty, pretty strong figure, and so uh, for him to be that way, for you to see him that way, and. For uh, Hayden and uh, Hunter and yeah. Colton to see him that way, just it was tough. I'm sure it had to be. Yeah, it was. It was a tough, tough bout. I tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Um, it, we, 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 we've, we've, I think we've done pretty good full circle. I, I think we've gotten a really good uh, description of what you went through. Mm-hmm. But um, I, what I, what I want is there anything that you would like to pass on, Kelly? And I'm going to ask you the same thing that. Might help somebody down the road, other than encourage people to quit chewing tobacco.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I encourage people to quit chewing or quit smoking. But the thing about it is, if you have to have something that wants that makes you want to quit. Whether to quit, it's yeah. whether it's a loved one or God forbid it's cancer or you just decide one day I'm done with this. But you have to have that want to quit because you know like like I stated before I would still chew to this day if I hadn't gotten kidney cancer and uh, yeah. um, you know it doesn't matter honestly it doesn't matter how much the cost of tobacco goes up because it's gone up considerably it has you're right those that chew and those that smoke will continue to buy it and until you have something that really makes you want to quit like I did and like I tell my kids you know something will make you want to quit um I would not wish this on anybody. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy to have throat cancer. Because
0: the treatments are, they are horrible. I I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't wouldn't want to go what she went through with you with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, And yours looked pretty rough.
1: Yeah. It was a little rough. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) It it was way rough. I slept a lot, so...
2: Yeah, he had, he had a lot of drugs. Yeah. I had to go through it cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was cold turkey. Yeah. So that's a big difference, no.
0: Cindy, anything that, would, that you would like to pass on?
2: You know, I, I thought of that when you asked me, and I guess the thing that stands out for me the most through everything was just his spirit. Like he said, he never got down. He never thought, I'm not going to, I can't do this. I'm, you know, I'm gonna give up. And I think that that's crucial when you're going through any type of cancer treatments is I really believe that attitude um, carries you a long way. Like, and then your faith. I mean, we had strong, strong faith. I know there's uh, a lot of prayers flying. Lots of prayers. We had, uh, our church family was amazing. I mean, he had prayers going all over the country. And I really believe that, I mean, that helps a lot. That helps a lot in your mental state, your physical state. Um, you know, a good support system. But I think just his attitude through the whole thing.
0: I'm really glad you brought up about uh, the faith part because I think that's probably the one of the most important things is mm-hmm. uh, believing that it's he's going to take care. Yeah, but his will will be done. So, mm-hmm. yep. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. All right. So you know, last year we did uh, a golf tournament which uh, we had a great turnout. Um, I, we didn't raise as much money as I'd like to, but I've learned a lot from that. Right. Okay, I feel a lot better about going forward. But I, I don't know uh, if you want to do a second annual.
1: I would love to do a second annual, actually. Um, try to get it kicked off, probably
0: middle of spring sometime maybe, or well, it, whenever national, we can get one. National Throat Cancer Month, well, I've gotten a commitment from the radio station that I used to work for. He'll he'll help us once again. Okay. Uh, I've already talked to the uh, golf course. Throat Cancer Awareness Month is April, right? right? In April, yeah. So I'm thinking that's probably the best time to do it. And the other thing is I checked already with the course with Pinion Hills who uh, were nice enough to let us do it there. Um, we could have used a little bit bigger break on the Green. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah but um uh I I, I, have, I I have i have i have a much better game plan on how to make a little bit more money okay and i, and I know it's to help support uh you guys but anybody else that may need help as well so uh, i would love to do a second annual um uh we need to go out and obviously talk to Zimes again i think they'll they would be get on board and uh but I'd like to take you with me to go out. Okay, I would be more than happy to go with you. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll put the whole thing together. I'll just and this thing, I will just tell people to be looking for because we still have the Facebook page up. Okay, and I'll just tell them to be looking for information on that Facebook page okay. uh, and see if we can't uh, see if we can't make a little bit more. We did we did turn a little bit of money, but not near what we took in. Right, and so uh, our expenses were a little bit more than I had anticipated. Well,
2: I think that we're extremely. Um, grateful for not only friends and family help, but the community was very active. Oh, they did. Yeah, um, they really came together and did some fundraisers for us. And um, that's another thing that people, um, until you're in it, doesn't under they don't understand the hardship right. of the financial burden that this carries. Because you still have to, you know, make a mortgage payment. You still have vehicle payments, and then you have somebody who's, you know, not working. And right. I mean. And we were fortunate enough that you know we that you know Kelly qualified for you know short term disability, so we still had some income coming in. But there's all there's so much um, people there's so many people that are affected all throughout our community. There's people that are young mothers that have you know two two small children. Um, you know how does she pay for all of this? I mean that and there's so many of those around the community. I think our big thing is that we're just super interested in giving back. To what was so given to people, us, yeah. and looking I, to I, I help people, I kind of people. felt that from both
0: yeah. of you. So, and I'm thinking that too. And I'm thinking, uh, having one under our belt and me uh, knowing a little bit more than uh, that, I than, that I do now, uh, I do believe I can make it a whole lot more profitable. And when I say profitable, have funds available for people like Cindy was talking about. Yeah, you know, to help them out. I mean, uh, it's a devastating. Do you mind talking about the financial end, about what the final bills were?
2: It is so crazy.
0: It's, it's yeah, I mean, and we had really good insurance. Luckily,
2: we had good insurance, um, but we still, But. The probably the, I mean, because he's had surgeries on top of that. Yeah. I mean, he had, you know, tumors cut out of his neck after was, the treatment. I was going to say, yeah, there was mm-hmm. a lot
0: more even after everything was done.
1: Yeah, I had to have you know, surgery to remove the tumors, and they still had cancer in them. Um so fortunately we had those removed and then uh had to have surgery to repair my stomach after the feeding tube came out because wouldn't close wouldn't close up. Oh um, my god.
0: Now see that I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. And then
2: they had to cut him back open yeah. and actually go in there. Most people you take the feeding tube out and the hole just seals but Yeah, it should come back. Never did. So he <laughs> had to go back under the knife. They had to cut him open and staple his yeah. stomach.
1: And so
0: I mean financially, I mean it was
2: It was a lot. Qu- yeah, yeah, quite a I don't you know. even know. I well, mean, even, I
0: know with even with good insurance, because I I, I know the company you work for, you have decent insurance, but at the yeah. same time, there's... you're still going to be out out of pocket, you know, twelve fourteen
1: thousand dollars. So yeah, I um, mean, and, and that's and, and that's I mean, cheap.
2: And you know, and the bills so, start rolling in, and yeah. and we're still
1: getting we're still them paying still pay on them.
0: So all right, but all right. Well, listen, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it, both of you, uh, and let me invade your home. Um, I'm going to give you some money for dinner, too, so. (laughs) 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 I got a little cash on me. All right, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, all right, so we'll get together, and we'll work out the details, and we'll put the golf tournament together, and uh, this will be the official announcement. Uh, Probably the first thing you need to do is confirm a date with uh, Pinion Hills. Yeah, Yeah, kind of go from there. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to pause this, or kill this. Actually, I'm going to